0: the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Donald Trump said he has been indicted for mishandling classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, his estate in Florida, in a post on Truth Social, the social media site he started. America's Justice Department did not confirm the charges which would be the first to be brought by federal prosecutors against a former president. Mr. Trump faces a separate criminal indictment filed by local prosecutors in New York. According to media reports, the charges, reportedly on seven counts, were filed by Jack Smith, the special counsel who is also investigating Mr. Trump's election interference activities. Mr. Trump says he is due to report to court in Miami on Tuesday. President Volodymyr Zelensky visited Kherson, a region in southeast Ukraine flooded by the partial destruction of the Karhovka Dam. He thanked volunteers for evacuating 4,000 people from endangered areas. Ukrainian officials reported that dozens of settlements have been submerged, leaving people stranded on their rooftops and without drinking water. Authorities say at least 40,000 people must be relocated. Russia and Ukraine have accused each other of shelling those trying to escape. Ukraine launched attacks along the front line in Zaporizhia, a province in the country's southeast. Anna Malia, the deputy defense minister, said Russian forces were actively on the defensive around Orihiv, a city in the region. Russia denied that Ukraine had achieved any breakthroughs. Sergei Shoigu, Russia's defense minister, said his army had dealt a preventative blow to Ukrainian troops in the region. Millions of Americans were urged to stay indoors as thick smoke from wildfires in Canada drifted farther down America's east coast. Several big theatre performances and basketball games were cancelled as the New York City region recorded its worst ever air quality. Readings in Toronto, Canada and Syracuse, in upstate New York, were similarly high risk. Flights bound for New York City area airports were temporarily grounded. In a surprise decision, America's Supreme Court ruled that Alabama had diluted the power of black voters by redrawing its congressional map to consolidate them in a single district. The 5-4 opinion orders Alabama to create a second black-majority voting district. The decision bucks the court's recent trend of narrowing the scope of a federal Voting Rights Act, which protects minority voters. Six people, including four children, were injured in a knife attack in Annecy, a town in southeast France. The police have arrested the suspected assailant, a 31-year-old Syrian man with refugee status in Sweden. Emmanuel Macron, France's president, said the victims were between life and death and called the assault an act of absolute cowardice. The economy of the eurozone shrank by 0.1% in the first quarter of 2023, according to downwardly revised data released on Thursday. That puts the currency area into a recession, defined as two consecutive quarters of negative growth. But the downturn is unlikely to last too long. The European Commission forecasts that the region's GDP will expand by 1.1% this year. And figure of the day, 20 million. The approximate number of people that travel by rail in India each day.
1: And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. China's faltering recovery. China's state-owned enterprises have weathered the country's recent economic setbacks better than most firms. Their pay and profits have been relatively resilient. That may help explain the fierce outline outrage this week when the boss of a state-owned engineering firm in Beijing was photographed breezily out shopping with a young woman holding his hand. Overall, consumer confidence is still weak and retail sales disappointing, though both have recovered a little this year. How should policymakers respond to China's faltering recovery? Elsewhere, central bankers' hands are tied by high inflation— which obliges them to keep monetary policy tight. But in China, inflation is dangerously low. Data out later on Friday are likely to show that consumer prices barely rose year on year in May. This week, China's big banks said they would cut interest rates on many deposits. That could pave the way for the central bank to lower the interest rate on loans. Meanwhile, the interest in scandals seems strong. Progress in Treating Alzheimer's Carers for the 6.7 million Americans currently living with Alzheimer's, the most common cause of dementia, should pay close attention to a meeting on Friday of a committee of the Food and Drug Administration. It may grant traditional approval to Lakembi, a brand name for Lecanemab, a drug produced by Asi of Japan and America's Biogen lakembi won accelerated approval in January. The change is more than semantic. It would mean that the FDA accepts that Lekembi offers proven clinical benefits, i.e. that it actually slows cognitive decline. The earlier approval, like one granted two years ago to Aduhelm, another drug, was based on its effectiveness in attacking the buildup of protein plaques in the brain, a possible cause of Alzheimer's. Traditional approval would also unlock coverage from both Medicare, federal health insurance for the elderly, and private insurers. With Eli Lilly, a pharmaceutical giant, hoping to win approval for a similar medicine this year, glimmers of hope are at least flickering for those with early-stage Alzheimer's. Russia's Surprising Economic Stability Following its latest monetary policy meeting on Friday, Russia's central bank is expected to leave interest rates at 7.5%, their pre-war level. Not long ago, such loose monetary policy would have been unthinkable. When Russia invaded Ukraine in February 2022, the ruple tanked, causing inflation to spike. The central bank quickly raised rates to an astonishing 20%. Even with this extraordinary policy in place, many were surprised by how quickly inflation subsequently came down. The ruple stabilized. Inflation expectations, which had mounted, fell once more. That has allowed the central bank to cut rates aggressively, supporting the economy. Energy prices pushed up by the war have fallen in recent months, but according to real-time data on everything from business confidence to consumer surveys, Russia's GDP is growing about as quickly as before the pandemic. Not fast, but considerably faster than expected. The Russian economy is poorer than it was before 2022. But it is, against the odds, stable. Republicans Converge in North Carolina This weekend in Greensboro, North Carolina, Republicans hoping to lead the state will rub shoulders with those hoping to govern the country. The North Carolina Republican Party is hosting its annual convention of GOP candidates for local, state, and national office. The speaking slots are much coveted, and prime podium time is carefully allocated. Ron DeSantis, the Republican presidential candidate who is polling in second place, will address the old North State dinner on Friday. Mike Pence, a former vice president who jumped into the race on Wednesday, gets Saturday's first-in-freedom lunch. But the best speaking spot at the grand old party dinner on Saturday will go to Donald Trump, who won North Carolina in the 2016 and 2020 presidential elections. Republicans have so far been cautious about criticizing the former president, but now that the field is growing more crowded, an elbow or two has emerged. Expect things to get rougher. As Mr. Trump said recently, this is a war of a certain kind. Saudi Arabia plays the long game. After the golfing merger between the PGA Tour in America, the DP World Tour in Europe, and the Saudi-funded Live Golf on Wednesday, where will Saudi Arabia and other Middle Eastern governments invest next? The merger certainly represents an intensification of Saudi's sports investment program. Although buying Premier League football clubs, such as Newcastle United, is expensive taking control of an entire sport is a much more ambitious enterprise. That is what the merger amounts to. The PGA Tour has bent to the Saudi Public Investment Fund's wishes. Middle Eastern countries will continue to persuade fading footballers based in Europe, such as Cristiano Ronaldo, though not Lionel Messi, to play in their domestic leagues. Saudi Arabia remains determined to bid for the 2030 Football World Cup, It also has a long-standing interest in launching a short-format cricket franchise that would be richer even than the Indian Premier League. The lesson from golf is that, no matter how vociferous the protest and disavowals, money eventually makes things happen. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Friday Which spring festival in Japan is known as Hanami? Thursday which is the first company to reach a market capitalization of $1 trillion. The winners of last week's crossword. Thank you to everyone who took part in our new weekly crossword published in the weekend edition of Espresso. The winners chosen at random were Richard Abbas Petaling Jaya, Malaysia Kate McMillan Orleans, Massachusetts, America Corian Kershey ottawa canada they all gave the correct answers of armageddon album gold noble check back tomorrow for this week's crossword finally here's the quote of the day from david hume reason is and ought only to be the slave of passions that's the world in brief from the economist available three times every day of the week.